Hello. Hello. You know you're going to have to show me how to do this. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm actually recording right now. This is amazing. I figured it out. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Jones. Sure. Sure. Gwenna, I tell you, honey, you know, being on anchor for all these years, you know, I have to do this more often. <laughs> Well, thank you for recording with me. Is it okay if I start? Hey, you. this is a surprise, but go ahead. <laughs> yes, I'm very surprised too. Thank you for being um, flexible and willing and available. Welcome back to Grateful Gwenna. As you can see, I am with Dr. Lorinda Jones today from Beneath the Grief Ministries and Counseling Services. Um, this lady is a very... Um, gifted and anointed lady and woman of God. And I am very blessed and honored to have you with me today. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Jones. Ah, uh, likewise, likewise. <laughs> likewise, likewise. I, so we didn't know, I didn't know how to record on Anchor with someone from a remote location, but I Googled it gotta love Google and I figured it out. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, so welcome back to Grateful Gwenna, where we share not only my testimony, but the testimonies and stories of others who have been freed from the bondage and slavery of domestic violence. And so today we have the honor of um, Dr. Jones being with us and what a blessing and a privilege. So Dr. Jones, um, what can you share with us today? Oh my goodness, you know, this is this is this is just such a like a shocking moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is very impromptu. <laughs> it really is like wow, you 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 got my head kind of swimming. Uh well, you know, I must say, you know, with within maybe the last uh couple of weeks that we have come into the new year. 2022 welcome in and coming into the 2022 year i want to say that um this is i really believe it's going to be a very very uh hmm, insightful insightful year for many mm -hmm. I really believe that this will be a year that uh, there are going to be uh, many different occurrences that uh, they're, they're going to be very unusual to people. Uh, there's been something, you know, I, I did a podcast a few weeks ago and by the name, it, by the name of it was called Grand Rising. <laughs> yeah, it was called Grand Rising. And, and and using that podcast and, and and talking about the grand rising, it was talking about really about waking up, waking up, and, and what God is showing us in our grand rising. So it you know that it was it was it, it just really brings back those thoughts of of what what I really see that's going to be in twenty twenty two that there's going to be a grand rising for, for many people to, um, to, to see things that, uh, that was very, very, that they haven't dealt with before and they're going to deal with it. It's 2022. 
and and I really, really believe that that's going to happen this year. I really do. Uh, I, it's some of it. Um, it has to be brought to the conscious. Some of it, a lot of it. We even though we were talking about this, kind of, you know, some of it, a lot of it, it has to be brought to the forefront of our minds. We, it's time, as you know, I do grief work, and I always say, handle your grief. Yeah, and, and, and to, and you're gonna grow with it. You're gonna grow. Right. You, as, as you grieve, you you grow, you grow, and that's why you know I, I advocate so that we we need to address that. We need to deal with that and a lot of people don't they don't want to right. deal and, and now that and there's, even, there's even grief with as it relates to domestic violence because we can grieve lost dreams lost families lost incomes lost homes so there's there's an aspect to grief and domestic violence as well yes by by all means yes i know you've probably experienced a lot of uh you know circumstances that that you could prove that to be true and but but you know what that that word proving it to be true you see that that needs to happen it, it's time to come out of the denial yes yes and, and and so many many people and especially now with the covid especially now with the covid it's because you know the social distancing. Yeah, I'm home with COVID myself right now. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow, you know we know we know God's going to heal you. You already it's already. Amen. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, I have even, a question for you, Doctor Jones. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, how how does domestic violence? How is that um, played a role in your life? If you don't mind sharing. Oh my goodness. And, and if there's anything you're uncomfortable in sharing, that's fine. We don't have to go there. Um, but uh, how has it affected you in your life? In relationships. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Might explain some why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you there. Look, just let's be honest. Um, not see, see, abuse was there. It was there. I've experienced it. I, 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 re, I, re, I remember. I'll never forget a a a, a man hit me. Mm. And yeah, yeah, I remember he hit me. And you mean he punched you? He slapped you? Yeah, he actually, actually, he actually slapped me. Wow. He actually slapped me. I'm sorry that happened to you. Yes, yes, he actually slapped me. And I will tell you that my response was not good. <laughs> yeah, my, my response was not good when he did that because my, my response was so immediate that right. I, I must say that I grabbed for the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I will. I At will least be. You defended yourself. I mean, a lot of domestic violence or abuse victims, either they're so brainwashed or whatever, but they feel guilty and they don't defend themselves. At least you defended yourself. Yeah, I. Yeah, you're right. I didn't know. You know, that was just like. I mean, from what I remembered with that, it was so spontaneous. 
Yeah, like your gut instinct reaction. That's amazing. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Wow. And you, yeah. Well, I'm sure, it, I mean, you were basically just defending yourself. So I wouldn't say that you had a poor reaction, in my opinion. I would say that's probably a better reaction than a lot of us have. Okay. Okay. You know, okay. Yeah. It's a me. You know, yeah, I know, right? It was just so spontaneous. It was like, wow. It was, well, I, I mean, thinking. one thing people told me after they found out about the abuse of my ex-husband, which I share on other episodes of this podcast, I had one lady literally say to me, well, you don't stand there and take it. That's stupid. And people who haven't been through the dynamics and nuances of abuse, they just don't understand it. And so you're saying you didn't really react well, but what is a good reaction to that? First of all, it shouldn't be happening at all, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, you just, it sounds like you had a knee-jerk gut react instinctual reaction I mean you're not going to just stand there and let someone hit you in the face or slap you in the face or wherever they slapped you you know you can't let them know that that treatment of you is okay but there are so many of us that we're we're slapped into submission we're slapped into shock we don't know how to react so I think I don't think anything at all was wrong that's my opinion but I don't think anything at all was wrong with your reaction anyway I interrupted you again. My apologies. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, you know, my mother, my mother, oh, oh look, my, my mother, my family. Oh, my gosh. I, I, you know, oh, man. Oh, we'll be talking for the rest of the day. Um, <laughs> my, my family, that's all it was. That's yeah. all it was. I watched it. I watched it for years and years and years. Uh, mm. oh, abused in my family. Mm. It's oh, there. No. So much beat up breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. Go back for oh more. Go back, go back. Uh, you know, before my sister died, you know, before she, you know, she before she got AIDS, and it was all there. I mean, I watched the, the men that she was with and how they would hit her, and they, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. when wow. uh, she could, you know, we'd have a, we'd be doing this for a long time, honey great grandmother watched the men just slap her this, you know she just like you said just talking on and just you know it's like wow that I mean, is awful I mean I, I've watched it and watched it I've seen it over and over and over in my my family honey I have seen it I mean it, wow. it I mean you might and it might explain why I'm like I am it might explain it you know but I just did a family dynamics podcast a few days ago that talks about, you know, um, how sometimes the way we were raised and the family situations, excuse me, the family situations or dynamics we grow up in can have a, can be a contributing factor to ending up in abusive relationships or abusive marriages. Right. Yes. So, so you grew up with abuse at home. Yes. All wow. the time all the time it was so obvious in my household it wow. was like it was like it was like going to the movies and <laughs> you know you paid your fee to go watch the beat up sessions yeah. uh, you know living with my, living with my mother yeah living with my mother uh my mother's a very pretty lady very very beautiful woman she still is 
But I will tell you that the abuse that mm-hmm. she that she received, I mean, Gwenna, I, I, I one thing and it always it always kind of spots my mind. And that's when I saw her blood scattered all over the room. You know that 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 and that was her husband. That was her husband. Oh. Wow. And, and yes, and he just beat her so bad that her blood was scattered all over the room. Did you? And then there was another. Beating? Yes, yes, yes. I was there. I was there. And then the other one oh. was when I was younger. I was younger. My sister and I. Uh, my sister passed away of AIDS. I mentioned. And um, we were, my mother was tied to the bed. Oh my gosh. She was tied to the bed and she was let up. She was let up. We were living in New York City. She was tied to the bed. She was let up and she was told to run. And, And she ran and the way that I built- Wait a minute, wait a minute. So- your father tied your mother to the bed and someone released her and told her to run away? This was her boyfriend. This was a boyfriend. Okay. Okay. This wasn't my dad. It was a boyfriend. Okay. My, my father never hit my mother. Okay. Yeah, he never hit her. This was one of her boyfriends. My mother had a tendency of, she was attracted to uh, narcissistic. Okay. And abusive men. Okay. Narcissistic abusive men. And and she um yeah so she was let up off of the bed, and and told to run, and so she did, she did do that, and um the way that our building was constructed in New York City it's like you're going upstairs and it's like you're you're at a banister that's how the that's how the stairs were were designed, and she ran down the stairs, and he he. He jumped from the banister and hit where she, when she ran down the stairs and he punched her in the mouth and mm. knocked it out. Mm. Knocked her tooth out? Wow. Knocked her teeth out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Knocked her teeth out. Oh my gosh. And my sister and I stood watching. Wow. Did either of you, um, I don't know how old you were, but did, and I'm not being judgmental, I promise, but did each of, either of you think to call the police or anything? Nope. No. So why do you think that was? Is it because you were so used to the abuse in the house? I think as us being young children. Right. Because, you know, yeah, you know. You don't go and tell yeah. anybody what goes on in the house. Wow. Which is what enables abuse to occur. <laughs> Ma'am. Wow. So I'll tell you, it's just that, you know, you put a flash deal in saying that. And, and, and I'm glad I'm glad I, I mentioned it. I'm glad, actually glad I mentioned it uh, because that needed to be brought forward. Mm. Yes. Yeah, 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 that needed to be brought forward 
Yeah, that's yeah. That that needed to be brought forward. You know, I, I say I say to women, I say it now, and, and hey, don't you don't you don't tolerate that, right? Yes. Well, I know when I was married, my ex-husband would say what goes on behind our closed doors is our private business. And that is part of why I share in my testimonies. That's part of um, in my podcast and some of the episodes. That's part of what enables abuse is when you think that you're not supposed to talk about what goes on behind behind closed doors to anyone, because that's just family issues. And that's Mm -hmm. what enables it to continue. So your mom got away. She ran away. She got untied from the bed. She ran away. Then what happened? Well, she, you know, she ran out. Um, she did eventually come back. And, you know, what he did was, you know, just kind of, oh, like nothing never happened. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was like nothing never happened. You know, in being a counselor and, and 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 just thinking about that and and tolerating that and putting up with that and what you know it it, it makes you wonder it used to make me wonder like why would a would a would a lady tolerate any type of 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 a touch to her body that can hurt her Right. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that we tolerate unacceptable physical touch, harmful, hurtful physical touch? Because we have hope that it will change. We mm-hmm. we hope we have the hope that it will change. That's what it is. We we really right. yes, it is. That's exactly what it is. We have the hope. We have that 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 always the that will change. That that won't stay the same. You know, it, it, it'll, it'll, it's going to get better. He loves me. Uh, you know, there's, there's something there that he cares for, for me. There's that, 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 that affectionate piece of us that we want. We want that so that it allows us to, to tolerate those behaviors. We do it all the time. We That's do it extremely all- insightful. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. We do it. Yeah. We do it so often. I know in my own case, and I think I've shared this with you before, Mm -hmm. um, Luke 137 says nothing is impossible with God. And so I believed that that God could and would change my ex-husband. And so I ended up with him for a grand total of 17 years, believing just what you say that, oh, God's going to change him. And God is capable, absolutely, of doing anything, the impossible, even the impossible. But um, it doesn't always happen that way. Yeah, as you said, you you looked at him because he didn't. Right. He wasn't in that place. Right. Of change. And then that, you know, yes, I mean, that that's really true. That is, yeah, by all means, yes. If the other person is not in that that situation, yeah, if they're not at that place of that that change over, yeah, yes, yes, that's true. Yes, that's thank you, Dr. Jones. I want to take you back, if you would, um, or forward, if you will, back to the place we were talking about where the man slapped you and you instinctively reacted by grabbing him. 
Um, what happened after that, if you don't mind? Well, he was actually <laughs> he he was actually in my house, and I said, "Get out." Mm -hmm. Yeah. And did he leave? Yes, he did. And I actually saw him again after that. You did. Yeah, I saw him after that, but I let him know, you you never ever, I never ever want to see you again. Hmm. That's what I told him when I saw him again. I because his he worked his father worked in a store. Yeah, I remember that. after. Yep. Mm -hmm. After that, his father worked in a store, and I had went into the store, and and his father, you know, his father knew me, so his father, you know, was like, you know, hi, how are you, and so. And then he said it his and his son's name was Matthew. His name was Matthew. And so he said, Oh, you know, Matthew is Matthew's looking for you. And I was like, Oh, okay. You know, that's kind of like that. Oh, okay. You know, so you know, I did get a chance to see him when I saw him. I said, I don't ever want to see you again. And I, yeah. and I and I, you know, and I did because I knew that reaction, you know, that, that reaction of what what happened, what I did, I could have been killed. Right. I'm, not seriously, I could have been killed. So, you so is that what you recommend? You talked earlier about, you know, why did, why would a lady tolerate someone abusing her physically? And when I pushed you on that and asked you, why do you think we do tolerate that? You said, because we have hope. So is that what you recommend? Do you recommend that we not have hope that these things can change and that we um, basically set a boundary and kick those abusive people out of our lives. I'm going to tell you something. Cause we had this little talk too. red flag. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Red flags, flags, red and flags, fl red flags. And, and seeing those red flags that we see early on. Yes. Can you explain to our audience? What, what is a red flag? Oh wow! The red flags. The the first when someone touches you, that's a flag. It's well, a flag. I'm assuming you don't mean in a loving way. <laughs> exactly, 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 exactly. That that's that flag of yeah, definitely how they how they touch you. You're gonna you're gonna know from that. You got to know something from that, from that, that touch, the discussion, talking to you and how they talk to you. You know, you know, the communication pattern, how, how you're being spoken to, that means a lot. Yes, absolutely. And, and a lot, a lot of times we, we don't pay attention to it. We really don't. A lot of times the talk and the communication is just going so fast and you know, let, you, you're just talking when we really need to take our brains and really, really focus on the way that we're being spoken to. I mean, I, I could think about that too. I think I was in the way that I was being spoken to in many instances I can think of, it was abusive. Mm. When I back on that so i mean you know what what you what what you are experiencing when somebody's talking to you you know there's a loving touch there's that negative touch i mean you know 
you know. Um, how do we know the difference between someone treating us physically or verbally or emotionally in an abusive way and just someone being a sinner? Because we're all human and we all sin daily. Mm. Mm. Getting kind of deep, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got me a, a world-renowned counselor, anointed spirit by oh, the spirit of God. Lady, I'm going to ask the tough questions if that's okay. We gonna come back on this too. Wow, lady. <laughs> Whoa, oh man, you we gonna come on this again? So I'm. Um, we obviously rehearsed. But, but like seriously, we all make mistakes, and we all say things we regret, or we say things in anger, or when we're hurt. So how do we know when something's really abusive and when it's not? Hmm. I'm gonna put this. Come on, Jesus. Come on. I know that's a challenging question, but I think it's one that we all struggle with. Oh, yeah. Because of the nature. What's that? Because of the nature. There you go. Okay. I, 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 I'm, I'm talking to Jesus, too. <laughs> talking to Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I what? I got to talk to Jesus about this. Because of the nature. But because of the nature that that we have that we're, we're sinners, we know that. We have the we we have those those choices. We have those choices to to do the right thing. And, and 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 learn and learn as well. And and behavior, behavior, abusive behavior, and all that, that. Someone a lot of times that's that's learned. That's learned, sure it is. Because you saw they saw their father abused, they saw their mother's abused. Yeah. They, 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 they got that that learned behavior. That got to be changed. But you gotta you gotta you ever want to want to change that. You got to want to go through the 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 proper steps to get that changed. So it is possible for an abusive person to heal and become not abusive. Yes, ma'am. But it's work. Yes. And and the abusive person has to want to work. Gotta wanna do it. Gotta wanna do it. You have to want to do the work. So what would you recommend to a wife who's married to a very abusive husband? Would you recommend that she stay hopeful that he could change? Would you recommend that she get to a safe place? Would you recommend that she hope for change? What would you recommend? I'd recommend for her to get yes. to, to get to a safe place. Yes. To get to that safe place. And while she, while she's at that safe place, that it allows her to process. That allows okay. her to process the whole entire scenario. The scenario has to, it has to be in our faces. It must mm. be. Because that that that's the way that you're going to look at the different the different things that has happened. That yeah, and I think at least from my situation when I was married, um, 
you know, there was a lot of wrong church teaching and I thought I was being the submissive godly wife, but God never tells us to submit to abuse. That is never in his word. Exactly. And that's something I had to learn. And so I totally and wholeheartedly agree with you that, um, you know, if a wife is being abused and sometimes it's the husband being abused by the wife, but statistically speaking, it's more often the wife being abused by the husband, but she does need to get to that safe p- place. And I think when you're in that type of situation, you kind of downplay it and you don't think it's as serious as it really is or could be. I know in my own situation, um, I think in hindsight, I was kind of in denial and I kept um thinking he would change, believing God would change him, could and would change him, not thinking, well, God's not going to impose on my ex-husband's free will, who was my husband at the time, you know, and blaming myself when he would have one of his angry outbursts. And sometimes it was my fault, but most of the time it had nothing to do with me. You know, most of the time he would just go off in anger for literally no reason. I mean, his mood would literally change from one minute to the next. It was crazy. And I think that I downplayed it quite a bit. And I I talk about my experience a lot because that's what I, you know, what I have to compare it to. That's my experience. Um, And so I just talk from experience, but I downplayed it quite a bit, blamed myself and was brainwashed to blame myself. And I realized that now looking back, And think if I would be a better wife, he wouldn't treat me like this. Like I was blaming his choice of actions on myself. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of abused women do that. And it's also that, um, you know, the Bible says that, uh, you know, the, the woman is the weaker sex. And physically, I think men are generally much stronger than women. So there is a physical danger. And I was in complete denial about how much danger I was actually physically in, which eventually allowed the abuse to culminate in his attempt at strangling me, you know, Mm -hmm. and to this day, he's in denial and doesn't believe he ever did that because he was in such a fit of rage. Um, I'm, I believe he was probably demon possessed because I saw a look in his eyes. I've never seen in anyone else ever in my life. And it was definitely not a good one. It was definitely an evil one. But to this day, he doesn't even remember what he did to me and claims it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, there, there's yeah, a police that report that it happened. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I say that word in my book quite a bit. Grief to grow from denial is one of the mirrored words that needs to be looked at. Lots of denial going on in domestic violence. Yes. That makes sense. And um, there's a police report to prove it. And he claims that the police lied. Why would the police lie? They have nothing to lie about, you know, but they forgot the camera that night. So there's no photographic evidence. But I remember, I remember the, uh, the female officer, first female officer in 10 years, walking me to the bathroom and saying, you have strangle marks on your neck. Look. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, because I was in shock, you know, even though I knew what had happened to me, mm-hmm. I still was in kind of denial about it too. And it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, you know? 
you you think you'll react the way you did. You know, you want to react the way you did, but you don't know how you're going to react unless and until it actually happens to you. And I took judo when I was 11 years old and it did me absolutely zero good. Wow. <laughs> yes. And, and he actually had me in one of the chokeholds that we were taught how to defend ourselves from, but I couldn't do anything I was trained to do because his grip was so incredibly tight. So I was unable to escape from his grip, even though I had judo training. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever shared that part of my story before, but. No, I haven't heard that. <laughs> um, wow. Well, thank you for sharing, you know, part of your testimony. What would you recommend to anyone who finds herself or himself? in a domestic violence situation, or what would you recommend to someone who suspects that maybe one of their friends or loved ones is possibly being abused? As, as, as I said before, first of all, get to the safe place. That's number one. Yes, absolutely. I'll say that and I'll probably say that over and over. Get to the safe place. Get to the safe place so that you can, first of all, think, yeah and think and, and to process uh, the behaviors, what you're seeing, uh, not, not allow the denial. The denial is there. Know that it's there. Believe that it's there because you're going to see a lot of that. Mm. And that's going to fall. Oh yes. You're going, you're going, you're going to see denial at its best. Mm. So yeah, you're going to denial at its best you know pay pay attention to the red flags pay attention from at at the door at the doors I, I always say also don't tolerate don't don't put up don't don't put up with what you don't have to put up with choices you know make make, make the right choices um you know talk to somebody get get the help that you need for that and um because because a lot of times you know, we 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 as humans, we want to be loved, and we want to. We we also want to be respected. But and what if you're already married to your abuser? Doesn't God's word say that God hates divorce? God hates divorce, but He don't want us to be abused. That's right. God hates divorce, says the Lord God Almighty. And I hate a man who covers his garment or his wife with violence. That's Malachi two sixteen. You go. So there you go. So I mean, right, right there, you know the the you don't know you you know it's really it's really interesting that I deal with people like that. Oh, they're gonna stay and and you're gonna stay to be abused. See, I I come at it with a very aggressive attitude when they do that. Um, you know, of, of them staying because they're they're not they're they're in some type of of denial at that point, and I have to sometimes have to shake the denial. Sometimes I have to pick it. I'm gonna have to poke the bear. So um, you know, to to get them to see that just like just like with narcissism and stuff and, and staying there and, and putting putting up with and tolerating. And no, you do not. You do mm -hmm. not. You're a Christian, you're a Christian, uh, God does not want us abused. The decisions, decisions that we made, choices that we made, that we are in those situations. That's probably another issue on another day. That um, the, why we're in those situations that we're in of the mates that we choose and all. So you know, the, these are all all of all of these areas we we have to look at. But yeah. in, in 
situation, get get to the safe place. Um, don't accept the denial. Uh, you know, you get get yourself to that place that you have to process those areas, those flags. Don't pay attention to them. Pay attention to them, and um, you know, get the help that you need. I like that. One more question, if you don't mind, before we kind of wrap it up for today, if that's okay. What do you do if you are in an abusive marriage and your husband refuses to attend counseling? Mm, There's choices. Once again, the choices. I'm I'm very strict on that. And I mean it. Um, That and, 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 and my, my, my approach is um, one of my theorists is Salvador Mnuchin and Salvador Mnuchin. He, he kind of, he kind of interacts on those areas when you have someone that's like that. And, and, and that those, those choices, he has to make a choice. He has to make a choice because you're not going to tolerate being abused. Okay. And, and you have to, that once again, you have to stand up to that. So what he, if he threatens you that if you leave him, he'll take your kids away? Um, they're, they're, from you. <laughs> once again, uh, any, any kind of threats you, again, as I said, processing, getting, getting all of that, you, then you, there's authorities, there's the authorities that you take your proper steps. You don't, you don't, you don't take threats lightly. You, you go ahead and you do what you have to do to, to keep yourself safe and keep your family safe. Uh, amen. Well, Dr. Dr. Jones, is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap it up here today? Hey, how to do this thing? You done got you done got me kind of uh <laughs> <laughs> you got me excited over here, ma'am. Oh, well, thank you. You pushed me and encouraged me to try to figure it out. So um <coughs> excuse me. As soon as I hang up and post this, I will send you the directions of how I did it. It's actually pretty easy. Okay, but um, can we just have a video for two secs? There's two secs and then you can go. No, you, I don't know how to do video, but no, I'm, you can say yeah. whatever you want. No, no. I mean, when we, I'm going to see your face on this, on, on the messenger thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sorry. I misunderstood you. Well, um, thank you so much, Dr. Jones from Beneath the Grief Ministries, who has joined us um, today talking about domestic violence as it affects us and some of her recommendations If you or a loved one is in a domestic violence or abusive situation, or you suspect one is, or if you're actually struggling um, being abusive yourself. Thank you again, Dr. Jones. Thank you for listening to Grateful Gwena today. Um, Stay safe. Remember, if you're unsafe or know someone who is, please call the National Center for Domestic Violence hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. Remember, I love you, but Jesus loves you more. Until next time, thank you and God bless. Bye-bye.